Hi and welcome to my podcast. My name is Tacy. I am your host, obviously, because this is my podcast. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I didn't know like these things are so hard to do. Like, I've been struggling to start this for a very long time. As in, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go like I won't delete this clip. I'm just mm, going. Okay? So today <laughs> I just thought it would be appropriate if I started my this season with the story of my life right, in regards to my before Christ life and how I came to to be in Christ. Yeah? I think it's just it's appropriate that way to start because I told you I told you this is a journey so we are working together from from zero to heaven I guess <laughs> yeah okay so this is the thing I was born in a very good home I mean my parents were there um went to good schools our family in general just like my uncles aunties all of us we've grown up together we're so close and god has always been such a huge part of our family you know it's just i was just born into into it by the grace of god i found myself in a good home i would say uh so you know we used to go to church every sunday like it was just a routine routine you know but i never really had the concept of relationship with god he was just like this god who is just there like <laughs> i didn't have any sort of connection with him aside from the fact that i was born into a family where god is um recognized i also went to a school where god is recognized it was a school that was built by a church so i mean it was just the environment just kind of called me into that life like just the environment dictated how i lived my life yeah so life was just there like i was just a child i had a very good childhood by the way i did uh yeah i really enjoyed my childhood and i'm very grateful for that so that was my life you know until now when you're growing up as a preteen as into teenage hood and now some decisions you make for yourself you know your parents don't tell you anymore don't do this do this you know you have to now you're you're, you're learning to become independent and make your own choices so that's where now all the trouble began because i've been so used to my life was just dictated by the environment you know go to school today okay come back home okay you know we are going here we are going there like my life was just dictated because i was a child 
So by the time I was 13, now I was starting to be curious, not really curious, but I was getting exposed to just life, you know. Things like secular music I had never even like we didn't used to we were not allowed <laughs> to listen. Um I was just exposed to life now. So I was so I was so innocent. So many things I had no idea happened in this world. Me I was just in my own key Christian bubble. <laughs> That's how I lived for a very long time. So by the time I'm turning 13, people have so many when you're going to school, people have different stories about you know their homes and how some you know some parents you know some people's parents come home or they go out for parties and i'm just shocked i'm like how how <laughs> that doesn't happen in our home but like it's not something i've ever even heard of i was so shielded growing up So now when people come to school and they've like heard this new song by those days it was Kina Bruno Mars who are now shining they were coming up now na Lil Wayne their songs were fire those are the things now that we were like my age mates would listen to and I used to feel so left out because I don't understand what you guys are discussing <laughs> I don't understand the move you guys are talking about movies from like DSTV we didn't have DSTV you know you're listening to MTV base me i didn't like we didn't have i don't know what is it is it DSTV we didn't have it so there's no way i would listen to those songs so i used to feel so left out yeah so by the time we were finishing school i was like hey now i'm getting a phone i have to listen to like i have to be up to date you know you don't want to be the lame girl as in and at this time now i'm going to high school now that that period for after you finish kcse and you're waiting so i got up that was the time now my parents bought me a phone hey so obviously i was going to dive into you know music like i wanted to be in the know i wanted to know who's rihanna who's beyonce who's this who's that <laughs> so i would listen to kiss 100 a a a a a a fire wow those days you didn't have like i don't know i don't think for me things like downloading songs was not like i didn't even watch youtube i didn't i don't think i even knew what youtube was by that time like i was just so i was just in my own world so i would listen to kiss 100 all day just vibing to the songs kina who i don't know what i mean those songs were just interesting yeah so now this is where my problem started because i was just being exposed to i was now becoming curious now about like what is what else is you know what else don't i know about this world i don't know so many things so this is now the time when i I became curious about pornography. That's how I started watching pornography. Just download, but just that thought for like, oh, you know, you you can you can see something. You can now like now you have the freedom to look everything you've always you've always been curious about. 
now you can go and find out what is this that these people have been talking about all this time so i went to a site saw some things destroyed my whole life and at this time i'm still very young you know and you know pornography has this thing where you become very guilty you know because you know it's wrong even if nobody has ever told you these things shouldn't watch there's a guilt that comes with it and now you become very secretive like you just want to hide you don't want anybody to know what you're up to so that's how it started then at this now i went to high school high school was just the ghetto like as in the system is so what my goodness like i didn't expect that you know i came from a school where we were i was not in boarding as in life was just a bit simpler in primary school so now high school is so tough and i went to a public high school and i'm 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 just as a person generally i'm a softy i'm just i'm so soft and sensitive so going to high school it was rough struggling to make friends <laughs> i didn't know how to make friends i don't know how to make friends i'm just there wondering okay what is this place like why did my parents leave me here this is not nice <laughs> i didn't like it i didn't enjoy the experience at all i mean apart from the friends that i met there who were so amazing i had such a like i feel like my friends were the only thing that kept me going otherwise me i don't think i would have made it to from four the place was just rough <laughs> the place was rough but in hindsight now looking back i think i went to one of the best schools but at that time i didn't even understand eh so high school was tough um everything was just new it was like you're being thrown into a new dimension of life and i was just i was not prepared i was not ready and i didn't adjust well and that's the problem i i didn't adjust well so i I mean I started off just normal like a normal for one would start so confused and just wandering you know you don't know where the dorm is you get out of the dorm you forget like which 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 cube you are in it was just confusing you forget your class you forget your classmates you don't know anything you're just there you don't know where the lab is you don't know anything <laughs> so that was life um after from 4 no so now I'm in high school I'm making friends I'm, I'm I'm you know kind of blending in I have good friends having a blast This is when I realized uh, I don't really have a stand when it comes to God you know I mean I was just there you know Sunday when people are going to church you go to church because everyone is going to church I didn't really have a relationship with God. I used to think I was saved, but turns out I was not. Because it was just I didn't I don't know. I didn't have the strength to live the life I 
claimed I was leaving. I was not really saved. I was just there. I like just a life that has no form of direction, no conviction. Even school. Like I was in school, but I was just in school because I'm supposed to be in school. I didn't really have goals <laughs> that I was working towards at you now. I want to be like, you know, I want to do this and I want to do I did have the goals, but those were goals that I just forced on myself so that in case somebody asked you know, I tell you that I want to do environmental science <laughs> because it was it was the closest thing. You know, I felt that I could do. So in high school, I made friends, just living life, very boring. When I come home for the holidays, all I'm doing is watching, just watching series. It was so interesting because I think I used to watch series to cope with with life because I was just lost I was just there so I used to like immerse myself in series just to escape reality for a while because high school was just ter- like Ebola's just talk about the homework used to be given hey because there's a time a teacher of us said actually we, we take geography papers from from all the way from the year 1990 to 2014 actually we write and we do as in that's that's impossible. Just that's impossible. There's no way I was going to do that. And may I know myself. <laughs> there are things I would I know I will do, I will try. And then there are things I know I just can't. Like I won't bother. So most of the time when we were given homework to go home with, I just knew me, there's no way I'm going to bother with this. So I just come home and I just chill. <laughs> Have you done your homework? Yeah, I've done, but me, no, I haven't had anything like Sijanza. That was life. So now fast forward to the time I have finished Form 4. Because to be honest, I think from my life from from when I was a child, I, I think I only I have good memory of my childhood. And then now when I was growing up from like teenage in my teenage years, I don't really have memories. Let me just tell you the truth. I mean, I was just there, literally. Like, I was just there. I was just existing, just breathing. That's it. So I don't really have anything much to say, except from the fact that now I was struggling with pornography. That was the only thing I can say my teenagehood had. Like, I was in school, everything... But it was just, I was just breathing, to be honest, just surviving life. So now I have finished Form 4. Here I am now, waiting to go to uni. I was so unbothered, let me tell you. I don't know what was wrong with me. But before before we even got there, I remember that now in my, when I was in, in high school, I think that's where my depression started. I was getting depressed because I was failing in school. Then when I go home, I have this addiction that I didn't have the courage to ask for help for. So I was depressed. I was very depressed. I'm not very social. I'm I'm, I'm a more intrusive person. So I don't really share or, or like look for people to say, oh, you know, help me with this or like this is what is happening. I'm not... 
uh, it's not really the first thing that I would do. Right? So now I've finished Form 4. Imagine now, this is the state of my life in Form 4. I've finished school. I am depressed. I am struggling with pornography and masturbation. I got my results. So now I'm waiting to go to uni. Yeah, and I was just there. That's it. My social life, I would say, was a bit, was good. It was good at that time because I had, I had made good friends in, in high school. So those are the friends that I had when I left high school. I never used, like we didn't spend so much time together, but I felt like I had friends. Yeah, not forgetting the fact that I have, you know, a good family, my cousins, my brothers, my sisters, uncles, aunties. I had it good. But internally, I was not okay. So now fast forward, I went to uni. Again, very confusing. I'm just confused. Um, Don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't understand how it works. So I'm just there. Um, I met a few friends, you know. At least that was relieving for me. Anytime I meet people I can be around, usually just makes the experience a lot easier. So I made friends. Now this is, hey. So now, now this is where now my my relationship with God just my heart was really exposed because now you've turned 18, you have the freedom to do whatever you want and you're not living at home. So the first few months, I think I was just kind of adjusting. Um, You know, so this time you're seeing people going out, having a good time, people are making friends, you know, that we are enthusiastic about you know, being away from home, you know, being on your own for the first time. So it was chilled, I think, for the, a few months. Until now, a time where um, we were now comfortable to kind of just throw ourselves into life, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, so I remember I had a friend from church, uh, we went to this, I found her, she's older than me, so she was in uni already at that time. So she used to invite me for Bible study, to go for Bible study. And I went, I think, once only. And then the other times I was like, I know this God thing doesn't work with my lifestyle now. <laughs> so I had to choose. I really didn't want to to remain saved. Because there was no way that was going to work, you know. I had already created an environment. <laughs> I already had a life. You get it? I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it does. So, so now I was torn between what lifestyle do I choose? Like it was literally just very plain and simple. What lifestyle will you choose? You know, will you be the Christian you call yourself to be? Or are you going to join the others and have a good time? So I thought about it and I said, you know what? I've never really even been saved at T for real. So 
in my heart I knew there was no way I was going to receive it. So, so I said, I let me join the rest. We'll figure it out to Kombele. <laughs> so I, I just became a campus babe. <laughs> like for not not deep deep, but I just became, you know, normal campus student. Skyving's class, you know, going out for drinks, buying drinks, having a good time in your rooms. That was the life. Um, I remember now there was a time, this decision now, when I was making the decision, it was so, it was like, it was, let me see, the, 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 I had to, the, the decision, like I had to make a decision. It was very clear. I don't even know how to describe it. It just became very clear because now I'm conscious of how I've grown up, you know, so I understand God, I understand some things, certain things about life that, you know, you should live like this, you should not live like that. So I was very conscious about that because um, it was a very big part of my life growing up. So I had to choose, do I live how I have been brought up to live or do I live this other way that I've just discovered now? So that decision was just like put on a plain clutter, on a platter very clearly so I had to make that choice and so I chose to abandon God and everything that I have been taught about God so that I can pursue this other lifestyle because it felt more comfortable you know when I was if I chose to stay with God I would be guilty about my pornography, oh Mara, I'm depressed, oh Mara, I'm feeling in school. It was just a lot. So I chose, you know what, let me just deep, dive deep into this other life. Because I'm already there anyway, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And at, I remember now at that time, that that period of time when I was choosing, I got a message from Jesus, literally, like my, my friend was texting me, but it was not her who was texting. Me. It was the Lord. It was Jesus Christ. And I don't know how to describe it, but um, now Jesus was kind of drawing me and telling me, don't go. You know, this was in text form. I wish I kept, I screenshotted it and I thought I had kept it, but it left my Google. I didn't back it up on Google. I had the screenshot. And she said, come. Not she, but Jesus. I believe that Jesus was the one who was communicating to me. And he said, you know, come, don't go. You know, stay with me. I have a life for you. He told me you are a lion in my kingdom. Don't go there, you know. And he just gave, he just encouraged me. He said, I love you, all these nice things. But my heart was so hard. There was no way, like, even just reading it, I was reading it and feeling nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Knowing very well this was Jesus Christ communicating with me. But I was reading the messages and I was feeling nothing. It was like this rock was on my heart. So I was just reading it. I was like, I have already made the decision that I'm not going to live this life. So 
even Jesus himself, his words, that is how hard my heart was, could, didn't get to me. So I had rebelled. I had become a rebellious daughter. A son of the devil. Not really. <laughs> That's too dramatic, okay? <laughs> That's a bit dramatic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I had rebelled. My heart had completely turned away from God. So I started living my life in uni. I was having a good time. Let me not even lie at it was bad. It was not. It was fun. And that's the truth. It was fun. I enjoyed a lot of the moments. Going out, getting high in the room. Those things, I enjoyed them. And that's that. You know, the only problem though I didn't like was the feeling of after we've gone out, after we've done all these things, when you wake up in the morning, there's that you have to go back to reality. You know, and the reality of my life is that a lot of things are not in place. A lot of things have uh, messed up. So just coming back to that, I didn't like it because I had to come back to a reality that I was not, I was not even in. Like, it's like I was not in my life. I had abandoned my life and I was just in this key euphoria of my life is like this but I know it's really not like that because I have issues so I had abandoned and it came to a point now I think by the time I'm in third year fourth year I had become so tired I didn't have a source like I was just tired the depression had become increasingly I mean it was it was alarming my pornography, I'd spend hours just looking for videos. I spend a lot of money buying bundles to look for videos to watch. Ah, no, 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 no. I got into relationships. They didn't work out. CG heartbreak. CG was just normal life. And I was just not in a good place. I was in a place where I felt like if I continued this road, for a few more years I would end up committing suicide I knew it I knew it I was I could just see it like that was my life I had even made the decision if you know if I was going to commit suicide it had to be something painless like you know drugs or or a jiko I don't know if that's painless though I don't think so I'm not sure but you see this is where my mind was at this is how I was thinking I just didn't, I was like, my life, you know, I'm failing in school, just wasting my parents' money, and, 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 like, these are the things I'm thinking about. So I just felt like I was very useless, like, there's nothing I'm doing. And the worst part was that I was living a double life. So I would, I would look like I'm okay in front of everybody, even the people that I was spending time with. But by myself, I know I'm not okay, you know? So I, you know, kind of put on this mask, you know, in every morning when I'm going out, like, okay, it's another day. Let's go act like we're fine. And I did that for a long time until I was tired. I was very tired. And at this time, I was not ready to even 
look for a friend and be like, hey, you know what, I'm struggling. I was not at that place where I could look for people and talk to them and say this is what is going on and I'm not happy and I'm like this and I'm struggling with this. I didn't have that courage. So I said, you know what, the only thing I have left to do is this God thing. Because if everything that I was taught when I was young is true, then God really can save me. And I really believed it because I didn't have a choice. That I was at my breaking point. I was at zero, kabisa completely. So I decided, okay, maybe this is not a decision I made at once. They people usually get convicted and then they decide and that's it. And their life is turned around within a day. My story is not like that. I I thought about it for a uh, for some time, you know? Because when I started getting the thoughts about suicide, I was aware of of my... I was aware of what was happening. I was like, this is not how people live. Because I used to be so sad. I was just very sad for a very long time until I was... It's like I was married to that life, that, that lifestyle of sadness. So I was just living in it like i i used to think this is how everybody else is living you know growing up meant that you would be sad and confused and failing in everything but that's not the case so when i was making that decision i said if i make the, this decision i am i have to carry it to the end like if i'm going to be saved it has to be real because if it's not real, if it's not, if it's what I used to think it is, just the going to church and coming back and just doing everything right, then that would not work for me. So it had to be real. It had to be tangible. It had to be, you know, like just real. Like it had to be alive. So I thought, well, if God tells you to do this and do that, these are the these are the things that now I'm thinking about. So if God asked me to do this, it's like well, am I in that place where I can just obey him so that I can live? You know, those are the things I'm thinking about. If God decides I will be a pastor, at that time I didn't even care. I was like, you know what? Anything. If he says, you know, you know, if he says just go back and, you know, Watch the church for the rest of your life. Me, I was like, I'm ready for that. just as long as I live, because I didn't think I, I just needed to be alive. So that's how I made my decision to come to Christ. So on the first, the crossover Kesha now, the way churches usually have crossover Kesha for New Year's. Now from on the thirty first December, twenty seventeen. I was going for that crossover Kesha because I was me, I was going with my own covenant. <laughs> I had my own contract in mind. I was like, God, today, this is the day I'm giving my life to you. And we are going to co-sign this thing. And you have to show up in my life. So I was going for that reason. And I waited. I waited until the time people were praying. That's when I made my prayer. And I was like, okay, today I'm giving my life to you. No, 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 no. Like I was just talking to God. <laughs> giving him my contract and saying I don't want to do I don't want to die I don't want to go this road so if you need me to 
you know move away from all my friends it's fine i'll just go and live by myself in the yani i was desperate desperate because i didn't the in fact the the thought of sharing my problems at that time with other people that was scary for me i was like there's no way i'm going to sit down with my mom or with my friends and tell them that i'm struggling with this and this so i'm desperately <laughs> going to ask god to help me so that when you help me and i'm at least better maybe somehow i'd have the courage to share but there's no way i was going to to look for people to talk to and i'm at my lowest i was i think that was the thing that was now pushing me because i knew if it's not god then i have to if it's not god then i have to seek help from people i didn't have that courage i didn't have it i don't think i even have that courage at this point in my life well you know it's 50-50 really depends so at that time i just felt like there's no way like apa if it's not god i'm just going to drown so on that day i made that decision and i went back home and i started making room for god in my life so if it was pornography or struggling with i just stopped watching i just said mm mm you know i just canceled it like i just stopped it i was like now i have given my life to god so i started making room for him i stopped listening to certain things i stopped spending time you know talking about certain things i mean i just started kind of removing myself from the life that i had been living for a long time and kind of making room for god to come in and it was not easy it was not easy it didn't happen at the at in one night at now now on the first i was good to go now <laughs> it took some time um it took some time for me to because you know you don't just wake up in the morning and say all my friends bye i'm never talking to you again now i'm saved so see you later no it doesn't work like that you don't just wake up and cut everybody off now because you no so it took time you know for me to decide okay i want to go out with you guys I've made this decision even the courage to tell them the reason why I won't go out with you is because of this and this and this like I was as at that point so I was that courageous like I was like okay you guys go out me I want to go out but when you come back I'll open the door for you <laughs> you can come and sleep here you know like I was just making room for him slowly until one day Um God just showed up in my life. He just showed up. I can't even say how he did. I mean there was one there was an um you know a series of encounters I had with God. But it's the most significant one was one time when I was going to class and God had showed me, you know, in my dreams now. At this point now I was even having dreams. It was crazy. It was crazy. In fact, there was one dream that I had when I was like I was a little girl and I was sitting at the back of the car and my dad was driving and we were on a mountain which now when I look back 
I believe is is is, is, is was a representation of Mount Zion, and we were on a mountain, and it was so holy. That's how I can describe it. It was just a holy atmosphere, very clean, very crisp. There were people worshiping at a temple somewhere. They were all dressed in white. Just a holy atmosphere. The skies were blue, and it was very bright. But there was no sun. It was really nice. And my dad, my dad now was driving, and we had gone to, we had reached the end of the mountain. We were on a cliff. And we stopped there for a minute, and I thought, maybe this is where Dad wants me to see, you know, wanted me to see the the view. So we stopped, and I was like looking around, just like, wow. I was very young, <laughs> probably like six. I was small. My feet were hanging on the car seat in this dream. And then after like five seconds, Dad now continues driving, and I was so scared. I remember I was shaking. Even my friend was. Because I was, I had a roommate at that time. Was telling me I was shaking in my sleep because of how scared I was. I was like, "Who? Why are you driving off of a cliff? That is insane!" Because I could, it was very high, and and there were mount, you know, there were clouds everywhere. Because it was just a high mountain, and there were clouds everywhere, and I couldn't see where we were going. But anytime he, you know, my dad moved forward, I could see a road there, and I was so scared. So that was God really speaking to me and telling me he's in charge of my life because now dad represents my father. I mean, my dad represents now God and his fatherly character. Anyway, that was, I digressed. So now I was talking about the encounter that I had. Now at this, now I was sharing now, I had started having dreams. Um, and at this point, I was just sitting in the room, scrolling through YouTube, you know, just amazed at how much Christian content there is there. I was shocked. I was like, are you serious? People are still preaching? That's crazy. <laughs> I was so out of it for so long, I didn't even know. Like just seeing young people, people my age, so on fire for God, that was shocking for me. So I used to scroll through YouTube a lot to see those kinds of things and I remember coming up across a certain YouTube video and this random it was very random because I think the lady had recorded on her phone when she was driving so I was like who is this she hasn't even put any effort in content <laughs> criticizing like she hasn't even put any effort it's so basic like I make a lot of simu on the thing and she's recording while she's driving the phone is even shaking so I was just trying to like you know, like, what's up? You know, you can do better. <laughs> and as I was listening to this message, apparently this lady was speaking prophecy. So now I was, like, I was now shut up. Like, I was like, oh my God, what's going on? So I was listening to her, I was listening to what she was talking about, and I was like, wow, like, God really uses people like this even today. I was shocked. I didn't see, like, I, I didn't, wow, I didn't expect it. And then at the end, when the video was ending, she, was, she started talking, and it's like she was talking to me. I was very confused, I was scared. 
And she was like, there's somebody who's listening to me right now. You have been stuck in darkness for seven years, wondering where to go. You are just lost there for seven years. But today God is saying that your season of darkness is over and he's going to come into your life and he's going to use you. Ah, I was like, oh, okay. But at this time when she's speaking, the words are really hitting my heart. It's like I'm it's like I could feel the words. Eh, me, I don't know how to make sense of this. So it's like I could feel the words and my heart is like burning up when she's speaking, you know, and, and at this time I didn't even realize it had been seven years until I counted I was like, wait, 2010, 2011, and then and then and then 2017, because that's the time now I decided when I was in 2018, that's when I gave my life to God. So when I was counting, I was like, oh my gosh, it has been seven years for real. You know, and she said seven years represents the year of completion, which means that there's no way I would ever go back to darkness because my season of darkness has come full circle. It's over now. So now I had been, she kind of pushed me into light when she spoke like that. Ah, let me tell you, my life changed after that. And then another time I, God had showed me some things that I had been struggling with in my life now the pornography and the effect it had and all of the you know the doors that I had opened because I was spending so much time watching these things and so he revealed to me in my dreams the spirits that had influence over my life and at this time I was shaken because I was like this is insane I'm not ready for this kind of information I'm not there yet <laughs> I was not ah, I was not ready for that. So I remember after I had had this dream, I was at home. I was going back to school and I went back to so I'm going as I'm going back to school. This is the like I'm just thinking about it. And I'm scared in my heart. I'm like what's going on? Like I even want to cry. <laughs> I was just going through it. So I was going back to school. This time I had a class in the morning. So as I was going um, I see in the, in the class group, you know, the lecturer has is not coming, so we'll meet in the next class. So now I had two hours to kill. So I was like, you know what, let me just go to school. Let me just walk to the school compound so that I don't have to go to the house and then go back to school. And then, you know, so I just thought, let me just walk to school and go and wait there. So as I'm walking, I just feel this unction go to your room and pray. It was very loud. So I was like, okay, let me just go to the room and I pray. And I pray this thing out of my life. I didn't even know how to pray, you know, the prayers of deliverance because I believe that was a deliverance session. So I walked to the house, locked myself in because I didn't even want people to know I had come. So I even put my shoes inside. I didn't open the curtains. Like I locked, I even put the padlock on the nini so that people don't think I'm at home in case anybody came looking for me. And I even put on my earphones. I didn't want to pray loud because I didn't want people to know, you know. So I put on my earphones. I put on Tasha Cobbs. There is power in the name of Jesus. And I just started singing that song and meditating on this, the words. I started praying and asking. I don't even know what I was praying for. To be honest, I feel that was such a spirit-led moment. I didn't know exactly how to pray. 
So I was just singing the song. There is power in the name of Jesus. And then suddenly it's like the roof opened up and there was oil just flowing from my head to my toes. Just very thick, viscous, like honey, just flowing. I could feel it. I didn't see it, but I could feel such a presence came over me in the room. Ah. And this this spirit that had held on to my heart or the influence that it had on the grip that it had on my life just was kind of broken. Like like the verse in Isaiah that says that um what does it say? the anointing right it says the anointing will break the yoke and i could just see that scripture alive in my life that that everything like the 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 i i, I don't know how to describe it but everything just kind of broke and left me and i was free i could feel this thing struggling to release me <laughs> when the when the when 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 now I was being delivered and I could feel it struggling to release me but it did eventually and it kind of the, the the that evil presence went to the side of the room and I just turned to that corner and I said leave me now in the name of Jesus and such a very peaceful warm cozy atmosphere just fell on me that day I believe that was the presence of God and he took complete control over my life. That day when I went back to class I was a completely different person. I was delivered. The heaviness of my depression just kind of lifted. I'm not saying that I was cured of depression. I'm saying the heaviness, the sadness, that feeling of ah, like that heaviness that usually comes with this kind of just left and I was in complete joy that day when i was going back to class i don't think i was even touching i don't even remember touching the floor i felt like i was walking on air it's like i was flying to class my face was glowing i was just happy you know i was just excited i was extremely enthusiastic about life and my friends were asking me what's wrong with you like today you've changed your eyes are shining <laughs> it was such a wonderful experience and that's how i came to be who I am I mean among other things which we'll talk about but I felt like that testimony was important for me to share so it's been like 46 minutes I think I'll close this off here thank you for listening uh I hope you join me in the next episode I don't really know what I'll be talking about but I'll be talking about something interesting because this is a journey so we are working together you know so many things have happened since then um yeah i just hope that you'll be around when i'm sharing it so i'll end this here and yeah enjoy the rest of your time and have an amazing week bye